I hope this isn't a lot of editing. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith and life and community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 27, we talk about reimagining as we live life out in our neighborhoods and communities. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hey. hey. Hello, hello. Living life out. Living life out. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure where that came from, but we're doing it. Hey, you're right. You are living life out. You are living life out. Make up words. It's fine. I, I know. It's, it's been a rough two days. <laughs> Um, uh, yes. How rough has yes. it been? Let's, well, <laughs> let's explore this. <laughs> My back locked up on, on me on Tuesday. Mm. Was that yeah. when you're using the new driver? No, no. I, I was uh, hitting the yeah. new driver on Sunday, and I think I'm. That's what it was. I, yes. Yeah. Delayed effect. Yes. <laughs> so I worked out on Monday. Everything was going fine by Monday afternoon. Yeah, I could tell. Getting a little ginger, you know. Mm. Getting a little. I had to pay attention. Tuesday, I woke up and it was stiff. You know, and I thought, well, I'm going to stretch a little bit. And then I had an activity uh, where I went and uh, did some things. And uh, I just turned the wrong way. And it just, Hmm. it locked me up. And Tuesday was rough. And then um, Wednesday, uh, I I made my way around different things. But this morning, I got up, getting out early, Go have my quiet time. You know, I'm doing a little reading, whatever. And uh, see, what people need to know is that you know, years ago with my operation um, and and my cancer and all, my my one leg is about a half inch shorter than the other. I call it swag when I walk. You <laughs> define it however you want, but there's something to it, right? Now, see that explains. So. There you go. See, yeah, yeah. Some some say limp. I call swag. Oh, there you right? go. It's a much difference. better, much better word. So. Man, it just my back is 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 hurting, and the offset's not doing well. I'm, I try to sit down to do my reading, and it just it locked me up again. And about five minutes later, I find myself all alone out in, in the middle of the house, walking around. And to balance it out, I put one of Kelly's shoes on so that I could get my height right to keep it square. <laughs> well, hey, if you can see, <laughs> you can see the look on the faces yeah. in this room. Are those three inch three inch yeah. heels on there. So I got my. I, I got my scripture in one hand, my journal in the other, and I'm flopping around the house trying to keep my balance. So it, it's this combination of the shoe going pat, you know, sliding across the floor, mm-hmm. and then me going ah, you know, and I'm trying to keep yeah. quiet and just. Um, I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, it's a yeah. maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when your back hurts, man, you resort to anything. Uh, you are true. Yeah. That is huh? right. Yeah, that yeah. is right. I know that. If any back yeah. is locked up, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was good morning to me. That's funny. So I, um, the only thing I've been, we went paintball. We did paintball recently. Um, really? Where was that? Yeah. Um, down, uh, it's called Splat Brothers. <laughs> Ding. That's a little shout out to our friends down there. Uh, yes. yes. So, um, Splat. I yeah, like that. That's yeah. a good name. So we went down there. Evan and I was a part of a, a little birthday thing. Um, not for him, but for, for someone else we know. And um, I hadn't played paintball in probably like 12 years. First of all, it hurts like nobody's business. Like, don't, don't let anyone fool you. It, it is going to hurt. And uh, and then you've got this cheap mask, you know, that you yeah, rent, and that's yeah. fogging up. And you try to wear layers so that you can protect yourself, but then you're sweating like crazy. Then you're having to run. Uh, oh, man, it, it was 
it was wild. My son gashed his head open. Oh no! Oh wow. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he showed up the other day, and mm-hmm. I, and I noticed. I said, uh, "Hey, what's wrong with your hair today?" You know, normally it's long, flowing locks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I could tell it just wasn't its right thing. He's no, like, he's yeah. like, "I played paintball yesterday. Check it out." Yeah, and I said. Like, you need stitches. He said, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought, wow. Uh, it was fun. Uh, but um, So is this like an outdoor course? Yes. Indoor? Okay. All yeah. outdoor. Um, so you got like tree stumps. Yeah, 15 different and... courses. And there's trenches and there are like towers. So and... can you like jump courses if you want to? Uh, no, no, no. One course at a time. <laughs> Yeah, are you yeah. the guy hiding in the foxhole the whole oh, time, or are you was, running the back fence? I was lighting those kids up, man. From a little hole right there in the fence. Oh, uh, they, they came up on one the by other one. course. Yeah, <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just firing. I'm just firing. No, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, but How many I just don't remember some of those other things. But yeah, I had, I have a few bruises around. Uh, yeah. Because they, they leave a mark wow. on you for sure. Yeah, you ought to yeah. do that. I'll get like group it together and go do that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Kind of fun. Absolutely. A little team building. <laughs> or team destroying yeah, sure. yeah. but but we we had to leave because my son was bleeding out and uh and but the last game suck it up played, suck it up yeah, yeah, get the, last, the, the one we didn't get to play was uh, a zombie match what and, is that and they literally uh the people inside the house are the humans the people outside the house are the zombies the only way to uh to kill a zombie is to get a headshot so you're aiming for their head. You're trying no. to hit them in the head, and then and then they're out. Yeah, and they're it's like trying to get in the with house. No rules, right? Yeah, <laughs> dodgeball with no rules, rather. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I couldn't believe that it was an intentional game where they're trying to shoot you in the head. So anyway, we left. We were gone before that part. We're gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he probably should have had stitches. Uh, I got home, and yeah, my wife was. She was thrilled. She was thrilled. She's not a fan of cuts and blood and. And, yeah. and I'm comparing it to some that I think I remember when I had when I was a kid. <laughs> sure, I'm like, sure, ah, I never yeah. got stitches. It's fine. No, no. Yeah. His That's hair was probably parted in a different way forever now because yeah. of that scar. Put a little tape on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do that tape now. Yeah. Or the yeah. glue. They do yeah. the glue. glue. They do the glue yeah. on your head. Yeah. yeah. So That's pretty wild. Anyway. All right. That's wow, I don't like that. Good, man. Paintball and uh, back out. Back and, uh, out. <laughs> bruises. <Yeah. laughs> We're comparing scars here. <laughs> it's like being on the boat in Jaws. Where comparing uh, shark bites. No, that's yeah. good. That's good. All right, so so I have a story, uh, and it comes from uh, the life group that I'm a part of. Uh, we're meeting every week outside. Uh, there's, you know, it was just a few families. It was probably five five couples or something and, and kids. And, and, um, but I noticed, um, that there is, there's one couple and I've been over to their house quite a bit because they have literally kept our car running on the road, (laughs) our one vehicle that we have. Um, so we're like, you know, replacing brakes and tires and alternators and all kinds of stuff. So anytime there's an issue, I go to his house and he has all the tools that you could ever imagine. And, um, and they're very gracious about letting me in. But I noticed that when we're there working on the car, that their house is is like guest central for the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I saw this especially more before the pandemic and everything. But uh, they they literally, as I were working on the car, they have people just dropping in and neighbors from down the street, um, and and some of them are coming in to talk about something. Some of them just come in and like sit down. 
and they're just sitting there talking while we're doing the car, you know. And I'm looking at that, and and they're and they're always they're always welcoming them in. Uh, we had a barbecue at their house. They want to know if we could, if we were outside and spaced out, could we have a, a little barbecue at their house? And and so we're like, sure. So we went over there, and um, they invited uh, a neighbor family over, and we got to meet them. They met us. Before you know it. Um, that family is coming uh, to our life group with their children, and and then this happened again with another family that lives nearby them, and uh, and I also noticed that when they when they drive around the neighborhood, we test out the car after we fix something on it. We like to drive it around a little bit to make sure <laughs> if we we didn't forget something. Can, yeah. can you define we for me? Yeah, it's the royal we. So <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, you you just said uh, you know we work on the car and then we yeah, test yeah, out the car. Yeah. I'm Here, trying to imagine you and the we. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Uh, I watch a lot of YouTube videos beforehand. Uh, then we get there. I start trying to do it, and he said, "No, here, let me do it." And uh, then he does it. That plays that's perfectly. not the tool for you. Yes, that's not the tool for <laughs> that's you. Right. Yes. It's yes. the tool's fault. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so, uh, so they they we drive down through the neighborhood, and he we have the windows down, and he's literally calling out to people all along the way. Hey, Karen. Hey, how's it going? Tom, hey, you know, like he's he's the unofficial mayor of that whole that whole area around his house. Uh, he knows all the families, and he knows what's going mm-hmm. on, and um, and it was just it was fascinating because we're I'm I'm going through this this study about being everyday disciples, right, and how you just do that in the natural rhythm of your life. And as I was reading through that, I thought. Oh, this this family's doing that, like they're doing it all the time. And and where did they learn that? Like, how did they? Uh, because obviously they didn't get the program and and uh, follow the program. <laughs> you haven't released so, it yet. No, no. So so um so I called them up uh, here recently um, after the second family started coming to our life group and and it's been great having everybody. And so I called them up and I said, Hey man, um, uh, I just wanted to say thank you, um, because I'm, I'm doing this study on everyday disciples and what that looks like to um, just just be good news wherever you are. And, and uh, I just want to let you know, man, I've noticed you've done this and this and this and this, and I, I just want to say thank you for doing that. And he was blown away, like, oh, uh, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> he said, well, it's, it's fun. It's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for him, like they didn't see it, uh, they didn't see it as being anything out of the ordinary of what they do. So they're living their life and they're interacting with the people around them, and they've created a space where people know that they can come in, they can come by, they can stop, they can talk, um, and they are then granted access um, into their life uh, and into the deepest parts of their life and. And not just like, hey, what are you doing? But like hopes, dreams, um, issues, struggles. You know, they're getting down into deeper areas uh, because of this posture toward toward their neighbors and their neighborhood. And um, it's just they have implanted themselves right there. And and it's having like it's an amazing impact. And you can watch it. I watched it happen mm-hmm. in the course of a couple hours trying to watch him take an alternator out of the van. So uh, like you, you see it happening. Um, and yet when I tried to point it out to them, they're like, Oh, like, okay. Is that, <laughs> we, yeah. we, we are just living. Um, and it struck me because uh, we, uh, we would rather package these things into programs um, that we can tell them, Hey, you, these are the steps that you follow, do this, 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 and this. And, and, uh, and yet for them, 
they, as followers of Jesus, they're just living out their life um, with an awareness of the people around them. Um, and it's created all these opportunities, and it hasn't cost them any more time um, uh, because it's stuff that they're doing anyway. It's just in the, the rhythm of their life, they are, um, they are following Jesus, and they're inviting people into that. So they're just expanding um, their interaction and their reach. Uh, and again, I, I, was, I was blown away, and I hate that I'm blown away. Like, that's mm. not the norm. Like, we don't, we don't interact and live that, like that. Um, but for them, it was, just, it was just what they do. And uh, it's, it's a really powerful, powerful reminder, I think. of, And, and f- that works for them. Um, right. And so people have other ways that you're interacting and other, other you know, circles and spheres that you're a part of interacting with people. But for them, their place was their neighborhood. Do you think that's just part of personality and who they are? Or do mm-hmm. you think that is something that they've learned along the way? So I think that's one of the greatest questions. Uh, is, it, is it ingrained? Is it taught? Is it contagious? I mean, you, yeah. you know, all those kind of things. I think it's an element of... of it's contagious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But um, I've wrestled with that question lately, too. Do I do these things? Do I interact with people uh, that I'm around because I was programmed that way? Or that's just the natural the yeah. natural transformation of my life as a follower of Christ, just naturally living out? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's really a good question. Because I think yeah. if you look at, you know, if certain personalities obviously are more introvert rather than yeah, extrovert, sure. and so does that play a part? And I mean, obviously it shouldn't play a part in caring and loving for people, but yeah. does it does it tone your engagement with the people around you, you know, perhaps? Yeah. And yeah. it'd be interesting to know if that's just something like maybe that's something their family and, and their parents did and yeah, everything yeah. else. So yeah. it was like a, it was yeah. just kind of cool. I mean, I like yeah. um I like that idea of the uh, the neighborhood hub kind of thing where people can relate and know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I do think there are people um, who, when they live that out, it's going to look a different. It's going to be smaller, maybe. Um, it's it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a lot more specific on the people just because that's their personality and they're not like, a, hey, everybody, come on in, you know, and um, just look in the fridge, find yourself something to eat. And, you know, step over the mess. You know, they, they. You know, some most people are not like that. So there's going to be, I think, a different version of that of that kind of living. Um, but it was just like a man. It was just a breath of fresh air uh, to see that and and um, just to watch it happening with no training. So do you think that? <laughs> yeah, really, no training, no no no, no book yeah. and outlines. Yeah, F A I T A. Yeah, like I said. Yeah, but yeah. but no, it's interesting when. <laughs> well, that's that's a throwback that's a throw to the back. past, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, I've done that one too. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of is that is this an opportunity to reimagine our neighborhood based upon the changes COVID has brought to the routines of our families? That we are home more often. We are because we're not going so many places. We're not doing yeah. so much. So, is there this opportunity? to maybe start something with a neighbor or one of the things yeah. I may have told you this a while ago back um, a couple of years ago, I went to the uh, center for pastor theologians, which is a great conference up in Chicago. Loved going, loved going up there and uh, going to went for several years, obviously not this year, you know, but I was in a conversation with, I'd gone in one of the stores um, in a kid's store, all kids clothing. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the great granddad, uh, not great granddad, but, the super granddad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that old yet. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm going to buy both the girls 
you know, the oldest grandgirls, uh, the only time, the only girl, grandgirls, um, buy my dress. So I'm looking at some clothes and sending pictures back to my daughters about, you know, what, what do you think that Leah like this or Avery like this, that kind of thing. So I'm talking to the lady that owns the shop, fascinating lady, attorney. She left the law practice to open up a store for kids' clothing. And I'm like, wow, that's a big change, you know, from the law arena to this. So we start talking about the neighborhood, um, that neighborhood, which specifically where that church is located and everything. She says, you'll notice something funny, that when you drive through the neighborhood and down these streets, you'll notice something that, number one, there, there are porches on every house on the street, but there are no back porches. Every house was built with a front porch. And these were built back, you know, 100 years ago or 80 years ago. And so when life took place in the front yard front of people, before people. And I'm thinking, wow, that's kind of cool. You know, I don't see a whole lot of houses built with big front porches uh, anymore. Everything's backyard. You know, mm-hmm. we have our fire pits and our stuff like and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we're focused behind our doors more than anything else. Yeah. But I thought, wow, that's kind of an interesting take on neighborhood life. But it's almost like this is their their house is their front porch, yeah. In a sense, yeah. so it's almost like this idea of how can I mean you do that with your I mean with the, where you live in the urban setting, city setting with your front door, right? Yeah, we leave the front door open. I have like this magnetic screen that hooks to the. I'm, frame. We're coming up. over for dinner later, so yeah, come on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> bring the kids. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Andrew, yeah. we'll we'll replay yeah. the, uh, the the event. Open you know? table. Yeah. So right. we we leave the door open all the time, and we leave our blinds wide open, and. Uh, I wave to people all the time walking by my house and they peek in the house and they stop and say hello now. And so it's just the idea of opening the presence yeah. to have that opportunity to, to engage people. Yeah. So we have to reimagine your space, uh, but maybe we need to reimagine our neighborhoods from how we think we view it to how God views it or sees it. Yeah. So maybe the reimagination comes from, I need to look at, I need to look at the people and this, place differently and see it from a different perspective because it's, yeah. o- it's obvious to me that with with, with your friends uh, they have an alertness yeah mm-hmm. about yeah. what's what's around and the alertness has led them to an awareness an awareness of people's needs an awareness mm-hmm. of people's desire whether that's physical emotional whatever they that's leading that yeah. yeah you know and and opening that up yeah, and they're not they're not filling out uh, you know an evangelism report at the end of the week. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. They're just. No. Um, you remember we had to do those yeah. in seminary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you got uh, graded in evangelism yeah. one hundred and one. Yeah. yeah. So right. how do you move from the how do you move from the back to the front? Yeah, I mean I think that's a great. I mean it's reimagining your mm-hmm. space, reimagining your life, reimagining your routines. But if there's ever a time to reimagine, it's in COVID. You know, I yeah. mean I think. Um, how do you how do you do that? That's a good question. I don't have I have no answers. I have lots of questions. You know, there answer. is yeah. something too, though. You think about it, and it's it's hard. And and uh, I read uh, something the other day uh, that was written about it. But I was thinking about our time when we lived overseas, and uh, we we've moved quite a bit uh, in in our lives at different places just based on jobs. Now I've been here twelve years, and that's a pretty good long long mm-hmm. run. But for a while there, it was like every two or three years we were moving different places to, you know, a country or things like that. There's nothing like being new in a location, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you have that opportunity of awareness, newness, and the excitement of being there. Uh, and I think some of the challenges that we'll face that we do have to practice the discipline and reimagine when we've been in a place for a period of time. 
how do you start those new routines and how do you, mm. you know, live differently? <laughs> you know, you're talking, I'm thinking about, <clears throat> but we don't like new routines. We like the old routines. Mm. You know, I mean, you think about, I like the old ways in a sense. Yeah. And when I think about, <clears throat> and what I was thinking about when you're saying that, I was listening to you, but I'm thinking about this. Um, I'm when, the second <clears throat> guest who said that <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're, li- you know, when you live in a place long enough, you know the back roads. And I like taking back roads. I like to be off of the main road. That's just kind of who mm. I am. And the same thing with growing up in Orlando. I knew all the back roads. And so it was like it was I didn't have to think about where I was going, where I was turning. And the same thing when we were in Texas, because we've been there for eight years. I knew knew the back road, that kind of thing. And so it's like I like that old routine in a sense. But maybe I need to look at where I live with fresh eyes, not by taking the back roads, but looking at taking the main roads, not to escape the people or the traffic, but to be in the traffic with the people. And so I think that's, I don't know, I, just, I was thinking about that whole process about you talking about living in a new place, and we've done that, Joe and I have, and the kids, and we've been from place to place. And so from that standpoint, we understand that dynamic. And you do like some of the new things, but sometimes you get settled in knowing the back stuff and the slowed end. But we need to recalibrate. We need to think in terms of with fresh eyes as newness. There. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think the same is true for just looking at the, the schedule of our week. And, you know, they talk a lot about what, what are you doing already um, yeah. that you can then invite people into, you know? And so it's not like, Oh, if I, if, if I really want to live intentionally with my neighborhood, then oh, I've got to add this and this, and I've got to throw a block party on it, you know, but it's really, okay, well, um, which, which meal of the week do you eat at home? Uh, or, uh, or what, what day? Do <laughs> Just you ask my kids, man. For lunch? <laughs> yeah. 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 They know. Oh, they'll, they tell show up, yeah. they'll tell you. It's all good. Um, Love but, it when they you do. know, all of those kinds of things where, okay, what do we have planned this week and being able to ask ourselves, all right, um, who, who else do we need to include on this? Or could we include on that? And I know, like, that's a stretch, too, because that it's uncomfortable and, like, hey, we can just go and do, but now we have to consider someone else, you know, all those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So, but really trying to think through, okay, well, what what is the rhythm of my week? Is there any rhythm to it at all? Um, <laughs> and then uh, how, what would it look like to invite people into that? Uh, and it, maybe it's not starting every week, but um, in this month, um, the regular rhythm of our week, we're going to invite somebody in on that uh, in some way, in some way. So it's it's uh, dinner, I guess in COVID it'd be outside, bring your own. <laughs> outside, bring your own. But we'll meet up, we're eating you dinner. You on the grill, yeah. right? Yeah. Grill. Yeah. So who do, you, who do you, I yeah. mean, think about this. Who do you invite, though? Sometimes we get comfortable in yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. inviting certain people. Re- reimagining causes, calls for awkwardness. I mean, you just... That's good. You can't, you can't do do it without yeah. being awkward. Yep. It's weird. It's crazy. I mean, I think about, you know, we go down in the city and we walk around different places and in large groups there. And, and it, it, it's awkward engaging, you know, people in different groups and environments and things like that. But it's, it, it, that's my neighborhood. That's where I live. And I got to understand the culture and the place. Mm-hmm. So I think reimagining has to have some awkwardness with it. And that's, yeah. you know, there's no way around it. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't like to be awkward. No, no. Well, I mean, or some of us do. <laughs> some of us, it's natural, right? Some of us <laughs> just can't naturally help awkward. It. We're just naturally awkward, <laughs> awkward. Yeah. But, we, but we don't like to create <laughs> awkward moments in a uh, sense, or yeah, because um, we, we're creatures of habit. 
I think that's the thing that's just throwing everybody so crazy is, yeah, you know, there's yeah. no habits anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and part of it is just getting outside to be able, like you're talking, Greg, getting outside to be able to know the area around you. Yeah. You know? Part of this couple, I mean, they, they know the people around them. So they know what's happening they know what the occasions are or they know, you know, um, and that, that didn't happen overnight. Um, uh, but, but they're out in their neighborhood enough to where, um, things present themselves mm-hmm. or they hear of something or, you know, so uh, they're, they automatically find ways to love other people um, because they spend time there, you know, and, and we, we tend to be in, in a society that encourages you not to spend time yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and you have the vehicles and, and, and the gas and um, you can, you can take off and spend time somewhere else, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think part of it too is just, all right, let me just, my first step isn't maybe I'm not inviting them over to dinner on Tuesday night. Maybe my first step is I'm just going out and walking around, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I'm just taking it all in and watching and, and you start there and, and see, see what happens. Um, it's amazing how conversation, um, will creep up on you. Well, it's probably that if just the fact of being outside, you, have conversations you can't yeah. help but wave or talk or say hello <clears throat> or perhaps even people slow down and talk for a minute and yeah maybe that's a that's a non-threatening semi-awkward way to you know get to know people and to have a conversation is just simply be where they are yeah yeah we have this one guy in our neighborhood he's he's probably 35 and uh, every day at 5 30 i don't know if he's working at home or if he comes home from work or whatever, but he is a skateboard fanatic Mm, and he's up and down, you know, the street and he's jumping on curbs and flipping over rails and, Mm -hmm. but every day and and like, I, I I see him, I wave to him, you know, and I know him as, you know, there's, there's my skateboarder, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, there's, there's, there's people out there that are in some habits and if you just observe it and see it. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of geeky on the mapping thing. I love what you're talking about. Like I got the whole little neighborhood mapped out, where who's here and who's there, and I actually draw that stuff out. Like yeah, yeah. I know whose shop is this and whose shop is that, and I can take that track. And so there are some practical things you have to do to mm-hmm. reimagine. And it may be like depending on what kind of neighborhood you're in, it may be walking down your street and realizing, oh man, there's three basketball goals here now that weren't here two years ago. So yeah. that tells me like three new people have moved in, they got kids, yeah. or these kind of cars are here, or this kind of you know, whatever, trampolines in the backyard. or I mean, there's a variety of things that you can look at to observe to open up the alertness to what's going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Now, if you really cared for that neighbor, you'd buy a skateboard yourself. <laughs> That's right. Once your back heels. Hey. Once your back heels. Hey. you got to get you out You can't ride a skateboard half inch <clears throat> shorter on one leg than the other. <laughs> <laughs> that may be an easy one, man. Yeah. You know, on top. Like, you know, may have an edge you don't know about. about. That's yeah. right. You learned something new yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, oh, but man. it may be, too, that people just are taking, they're expressing new interests. I think about, we've got a guy down in the street that, um, I think actually put the uh, another because ba- another basketball goal that went up that you know, but I've never seen the kid out there. I've only seen him, the dad out there playing. So he's doing it. So <laughs> yeah. maybe he did it to get out of the house to do yeah, that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But you you can just noticing new interests that people have from yeah. that standpoint. That that's just that's good stuff. Um, yeah. In terms of where you are. But it's all. Na- but if you think about it, it's all natural. And unfortunately, we've been programmed to be programmed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I love what the guy said. Okay, thank you for telling me that. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just being me. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so may so you ha- you have to be you. Yeah, but oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna find uh, 
a way that works with the way you're wired, I think. Um, but uh, it, it, and in a way, like you said, it's weird that we that we have to talk about this. Like, I, I my sense is that people in the past have lived like this in their neighborhoods. At least I remember being in a neighborhood where people did that, not as a part of any kind, of, you know, evangelistic outreach, but just as a neighbor. I feel like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older now, and it's uh, when I was little. We used to care for one another. You know, I'm not, <laughs> not sure. But, not, uh, not anymore. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. here, here's a conversation um, that happened with one of my family members that was posting something, and they're they're building something in their backyard or whatever. And they their thing was talking about. She goes, "I'm so thankful for good and kind neighbors." Here's the example: They drive through the alley and and just to say hello. And bring me a, a cold drink for quitting time. They bring us a box of Taco Bell just because. They swing by. Which menu on the Taco yeah, Bell? I, I, yeah, I don't sure. know. Is that an act of love? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. They've changed their menu, man. That's like that is like hashtag issue right now. So uh, the Taco it's Bell. It's sad that you yeah. know that. Oh, I do know that. Yeah. I don't go there, but I just I know people that do. Yeah, <laughs> so I've heard that. She, she, so she's got I'm like sorry. ten things down here. Like yeah. they yeah. they they gave me yeah. they gave me twenty nine dollars out of their wallet because they just love us love watching us out here cutting wood and not, and they smell it and here you go here's twenty like wow and I and I look at that and I read that and I think man that's just practical stuff to think about how do I reimagine how do I live where I'm at how can yeah what am I smelling what am I seeing how can I assist what's going on like those are just natural things and people are craving that yeah that's the thing about it yeah so maybe I put the fire pit in the front yard not the backyard yes Mm. take the lamp post out put the fire pit (laughs) right there you'll be in good shape I may get a letter from my own owner's association, yeah. but it'd be okay, right? <laughs> Move to the city. We Move light it up city. anywhere. That's right. That's, yeah, you do. That's true. That's true. Maybe yeah. the challenge this week is just to think practically, how do, I, how do we position ourselves in the front so that people can notice us and we can notice people and let it start there? And, and humanize our routines to be where people are, mm-hmm. how that might look. Um, Maybe it's something that we help reimagine what relationships look like um, in in an urban setting, a suburban setting. Even though you do live in the country down the yeah, dirt road, but, <laughs> but you're you're still in the uh, suburban setting. Yeah. But how does that? How do you reimagine those relationships with people? And I, I, you know, part of me, and I think that's the same thing we're talking about. It's like I wish there's a book for that. Now there are books out there. People have written a lot of yeah, stuff, sure. but in a sense, that's not. Pro- so how does it? How do you? How do you do it naturally and not? Because I think if it's program related, it comes off as disingenuous. So to people, yeah. so it's just like you know, because like you want to be my friend, that's weird. You shouldn't want to be my friend, right. you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're weird. You just moved uh-huh. here, you know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of how do you? How do you build those? It's because momentary trust, it takes time. And so how do you build that and how do you establish that? Not for the sake of somehow proselytizing, but for the sake of getting to know in order to share your life with people. Which is so different from what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. What maybe I mean, what some of y'all, some of y'all grew up with mm-hmm. in the church world. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. It, the goal was prof- just get them to say a prayer or get right, them to make right. a decision. Yeah. Otherwise, but, stay over here with us. Yeah. Uh, because it's an us them kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, you keep it separated, unless you're, you know, going on a 
super secret mission. To but you know, it's interesting. In. You know, you come back, okay, I'll spiritualize it. And I am, yeah. I, I am a pastor, so I'll spiritualize this conversation a little bit. But um, I, how, I mean, when you think about Jesus's, I mean, how he walked and, I mean, just his interaction with people, um, how he presented himself, how he was in the crowd, how he walked with, um, how he traveled with, um, what he did for people, how he taught. And what I love about listening, I mean, listening to it, reading how he teaches, you know, they talk about, oh, he taught with such authority, um, but it was such depth of meaning. Um, it was not something that was taught from somebody that didn't care or didn't have a knowledge of it, but it's this, it's this meaning. But it's, I, I love just the aspect of how you didn't have to be a certain quality, certain person, but it was a matter of he was available to anybody, and he just lived life that way. And so yeah. I think sometimes I come back, you know what, I just <laughs> I need to play Jefferson. I just need to <laughs> just read the red, red print, you know, that kind of, or just to do, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like um, that's where I need to focus, yeah. you know, and just in the life of Jesus. So what does that look like? And so how does that equip or how does that equate to where I am? Today, sorry, I'm spiritualizing. Yeah, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's good. That's a good way to end it. Yeah, reimagine. Yeah, yeah. reimagine. re-imagine. Yeah. Okay, Jesus will help you. <laughs> Jesus, will reimagine. Jesus that's right. Will help that's you. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's great. That's and you don't want to hear that's a great story. What you really want to hear is that's a great movement. Yeah, or that's that's a great normal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a great normal. Yeah, it's awkward, but it's a great normal. Yeah. So, so now yeah. I've got to go think of a whole new story. <laughs> Not yeah, thinking of, right. I got to live it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, just move. Just, just start move. All just over. move. New yeah, story. That's right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today on the Reimagine Podcast. As uh, always, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or Overcast, and download any of the episodes and rate them. So, for Brad and Brian, I'm Greg. Thanks for listening to the Reimagine Podcast. <laughs>